Welcome to the Seek Forgiveness Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Seek Forgiveness Podcast. Happy Guru Prab. Today's episode is a special bonus edition that runs against our regular schedule because Seek Forgiveness is happy to present our book entitled Mental Health Gihon Naya. It's a transformative translation guide and it's been put together by a dedicated group of volunteers aimed at explaining common mental health issues that people face and is completely translated into Punjabi as a way of bridging the gaps that mental health provisions have historically not been able to help out with in the UK. As of today, it's out now on Amazon. In today's podcast, I'm speaking to the founder and organiser of Sick Forgiveness, Sandy Kaur, about mental health Gihon Nair. Her motivation in putting this guide together what it means for people who have asked for mental health assistance and the aims of sick forgiveness to get this guide out to every good daughter in the UK at least. Hello, Sandy. Hello. How are you? Very good and very excited. Good, good. We are talking today, we're discussing today, um, Mental Health Kihunai, which is this book that we've been plugging for the last Four months? Five months. Around that sort of time. Um, tell me a little bit about what mental health given the hair is. Um, mental health given the hair is a translation book of mental health disorders that we are currently experiencing um, globally. There is English and Punjabi text within the book, which depicts and explains what each disorder is. Right. Okay. Um, Where did you come up with the idea for it? It wasn't really like I was thinking for an idea or it just, it was something that I was planning. I think it was more of the basis of a lot of my own family and a lot of people that I've helped with seek forgiveness um, had family members and friends and even colleagues that had come from, say, any parts of um, like Asia, India, or their family members had come, uh, you know, our ancestors are, are from India as well. It was just trying to find something that they can have that communication with how would i explain what my mental health would be to them if they couldn't speak english yeah um and it was troubling for me to hear young people who were in their 18 in their teens or early 20s still experiencing those stigmas around mental health Mm-hmm. And not being able to have those conversations with their parents. Mm. Um, and this is where this book kind of stemmed from was, okay, how can they sit down and say to them, I'm struggling with anxiety and anxiety is normal. Yeah. So that's where it stemmed from. And it, after helping everybody and looking into what kind of resources were already out there, there's so much that is readily available within books, school books, universities, you know, free courses, NHS. Mm-hmm. Um, so many of our communities are professionals who have this, these resources free given to them through their workplaces mm-hmm. that we just never actually sat down and had those conversations in our mother tongue. 
Right, okay. So this is um, about translation. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Beginning those conversations that we just haven't started and should have started, I don't know how many years ago. <laughs> well, I mean, I've been working in mental health for nearly a decade now. And it's been it's been interesting, especially having worked in South Asian communities and um, coming from Gravesend, uh, there's a big Punjabi community in Gravesend. And there's always an issue around uh, mental health stigma um, in South Asian communities. And there's a huge lack of access to um, mental health services in South Asian communities. And that is for all manner of um, all sort of manner of uh, issues across the board. So alcohol, dependency, um, additional substance misuse, um, all the way through to things like anxiety, stress, uh, postpartum, um, depression, uh, bipolar affected disorder. You know, these are the things that I would come across. So I worked in a crisis team and these are the things that I would see regularly within our community and we just wouldn't you wouldn't be able to speak to certain people or it's really difficult to be able to speak to certain people so so it was difficult to be able to explain something in depth or in a greater sense of detail um especially to older family members who were you know for some people are quite rightly very concerned um but it was hard to be able to get a an in-depth discussion going around certain mental health issues for example so um it was nice to see when you first contacted me about putting this book together, um, why you wanted to do it and, and what you were looking for. And I remember you saying to me about, you know, having to go to loads of like Gurdwaras and stuff and having to have those conversations with people. And it was quite a tough thing to do. So how did you how did you find it like through that beginning stage, through that beginning process? What was that like for you? What was going on? I think one of the key things that changed with where I wanted to take SF and how this um, developed was when I did my first um, workshop with not even workshop my aware my first awareness day as seek forgiveness out into the public was at Gravesend Gordura and that was the first time I met you as well mm. um, and we didn't expect we had no expectation what was going to go on or how this was going to work. Um, and we met so many other organizations that were there that were raising awareness around health in general. But there was one particular person who came up to me and wanted to speak to um, me about her, her own personal journey and her own um, experiences. And... The key thing was, was she had been struggling with her poor mental health for, I think, at least 12 to 15 years. And she had the most amount of knowledge about her, her disorder and her condition. But that's not what she needed support with. It was communicating to her family what she was going through. Mm -hmm. And them also understanding that some days she would be really happy some days she'd be really low and it wasn't her that felt like that it was her condition that was making her feel like that 
So it wasn't okay. just her own mental health condition that she had. She also had other health conditions which mm. impacted. So mentally and physically, she was struggling. But oh, okay. the impact of not having a family support and not being able to sit down and say, like, this is what's, what I'm going through, mm-hmm. understand this. And them not being able to want to take that understanding on was where it really changed for me because community support within mental health is so important. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think people really understand what is meant by that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, having a strong network of people, whether it's family or friends, that strong community support network can make all the difference for that one person. Mm. Um, And it doesn't even have to be that you've had a clinical diagnosis from a doctor. It's just even with you're struggling with stress or you have high levels of anxiety and mental health starts at such a young age that if we were able to grasp it much younger in our time, I don't think many people would be suffering as much as they are now. They would be able to have a better grasp what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is what this book was about, was being able to also help professionals to understand that, okay, we are going to have lots of people who come to us who don't speak um, English and we cannot relay to them the actual terminology of what they are going through maybe through this we can have this conversation you can tell us how you feel we can align the English and the Punjabi together mm-hmm. to see what is the best solution and treatment for you mm-hmm. because the treat the right treatment does make all the difference because it's not just one coping mechanism that you need you need several and we just I don't agree, get yeah. that as humans. I think we just, I think sometimes we're taught that you go to the doctor and the doctor will fix everything. Yeah. But it's not the case. That's just one element. It's like the doctor would have to go through an assessment first and then walk you through what you need and then um, put you on a, on a, on a plan. Um, that's just with physical health, let alone mental health. It's mm-hmm. then easy you have to see a counsellor or if you need medication. Mm-hmm. Um, but also trying, this is to show you that the treatments that you can have are not just medication. It's yeah. self-help supports, holistic supports, um, things that are available which are free, which are um, from your local charity, from... Um, other organizations that are wanting to support the community mm-hmm. um, seek forgiveness just being one of them there's so many other several mm-hmm. community supports that you can attach yourself to or get involved in mm-hmm. um, but this is what we wanted to raise the awareness on is just be open to trying lots of things um, because eventually something that you feel comfortable with will help you mentally and physically mm-hmm. Um to also be able to then pass that on to the next generation because that's what we need to be able to do. We need to be able to heal the traumas that we're already carrying on within us mm-hmm. for the next line of six that are coming up. Yeah, yeah. Even though like we're talking about as in this is just for six, it's not because anybody that can read Punjabi mm-hmm. can can use this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um from whatever faith you are from or you know you can use this as a support i think there was something that we saw not too long ago where 
students who were studying in the UK were struggling to connect with people because of their language barrier mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and not understanding. Now, for them, they're already feeling alone because they've moved to a different country where they don't know a lot of things. They don't have the freedom or the, the safety net that they would have had in their in their own country or wherever their home is. They're feeling isolated already. Mm. But if they were able to use this to actually understand that art therapies and music therapies and drama therapies and, you know, signing up to, say, students' purposes, signing up to, like, societies that are available for them, but also universities have so many free resources to support mental health, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this could help them. Because I know we've supported students in the past where they have said that there isn't enough South Asian either volunteers or um, counsellors or supports at the universities that understand what they're going through. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, so even if they couldn't use something in their universities, this might be able to help them elsewhere to see whether they could find other self-help supports or even mm-hmm. go to their GP and just saying, look, could this help me? This is what I'm going through. Mm. And learn more about what we can do for ourselves because self-awareness is so important. It's so key to realize that actually it's okay to have a bad day. Mm-hmm. How can we overcome that and how can we make sure that it's it's not going to impact other elements of our life? And I think that's where we lose control of who we okay. are. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so that was, so that's like the, that's the genesis of the book. That's the idea mm-hmm. around sort of the reason and the reason, the reason and the rhyme for sort of wanting to put this book together. How did you, how did you come to that, that decision that actually the book was the best way forward? Oh, wow. Um, what was it about a book that appealed to you? I think to begin with, it wasn't even that we wanted to have, a book, a book naturally progressed with the um, the research and the information that we were we were um, collating. Mm-hmm. Essentially, to begin with, it was we. I I wanted to make a pack of all the common um, mental health disorders that are out there. Yeah, and what was available for them. Mm-hmm. Was there anything that we could um do to support that and at the time i think i only found one resource which was um around depression which was translated in punjabi Mm -hmm. and i was like why isn't there anything else why can i not find any especially online Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we're a world of social media and the internet we cannot live without it if there's no wi-fi or data then we're kind of like oh my god the world's gonna end <laughs> yeah. I mean I've gone through that where I've needed to use my um my sat nav or something on my phone it's like oh my god I'm lost I don't know where I am I can't yeah. read a map yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> this is who we are so I remember last year I saw a meme or maybe the year before it was a meme is uh, you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs yes and the the bottom one they replaced it with wi-fi <laughs> And I was like, yeah, because if you don't have internet or you don't have 4G or like, or 5G now, like, um, if you don't have a signal, what are you going to do? Exactly. And that was the thing. It was like, 
it's, when when we started them, it was we just want to translate. We just want to get that information out there. Yeah. After looking at how much information we had, we were like, okay, so how? What's the best way to do this? Yeah. Um, and being a digital generation, the amount of information we collated, it was we can make this into a book, make this available as an ebook. Yeah. Uh, make it available on a global front for anyone to be able to use this uh-huh. but also to incorporate that actually we want to be eco-friendly we want to be able to give individuals who already have a um say a disability an invisible disability mm-hmm. like a friend of mine she's not um she's she's struggled with her own disability but she actually lost part of her vision later on in life right? Um, and as a teacher that was something that was really difficult for her because she was teaching children to be mentally strong Mm -hmm. when she was struggling with her own mental health as well right okay yeah her finding resources for her when she was teaching was trying to find digital technology and making sure that fonts were available for her to be able to read um she couldn't wear glasses because of her condition. It didn't help. So it was making this visible for everyone mm. where with an ebook, you can have it any font size, which is suitable for you. Um, you can be able to try and find whether we can have this printed so we can be able to donate them mm. and give people the ability to buy them yeah. and use them as a conversation tool to yeah. approach that conversation. Whether it's with friends, whether it's with family, so we wanted to do this as a book to give that representation back to the yeah. community, yeah. and I think we also wanted it to be a book as well because there is a lot of information out there which is just text, yeah, like leaflets or brochures or little magazines. Um, I personally wanted to have images created to give a visualization to what people were feeling but give um that representation to the community as well Mm. of actually this is how you can feel inside Mm -hmm. and this is how it could make you feel on the outside as well yeah so i think that's what makes this book is being able to see the images and how this connects to a person because resonating to something that you've experienced helps you to heal, helps you to take that step forward onto Mm. seeking support. Mm. And that's what we want this resource to be. We want this to be available for anybody to have. Mm. Um, Ebook, printed, whatever you feel is is, um, best for you. Also affordable for you. Mm. But just to start the conversation. Yeah interesting you brought up the the concept of affordability because there are actually three versions of this coming out yes so there is an ebook there's a black and white copy and there's a color version yes and they're all they're all obviously they're tiered at different prices and that's due to printing costs and um i mean they're they're being printed through amazon yes is that correct? yeah so that yeah so they're being printed through amazon and obviously available on kindle um all the kindle devices or the kindle apps on your computers as well so you can you can download everything from there if you wish to or you can buy a hard uh, like a physical copy um but that was interesting in that like i remember 
like especially in the conversations with yourself about how it was going to be priced up and um how we were going to try and make it affordable for people we ended up coming to this conclusion that actually i mean the digital version can be sold as cheaply as possible so it can get out to people um but we also need a black and white copy because it's a cheaper printing cost and then people can get it at a cheaper price but there's also the all the hard work that you that was put into it not just yourself but everybody everybody that was involved in the project um put into it they like you wanted this full color version also that okay. so people can can have that if they want the if they want to experience it the way it should be experienced in a in a physical format so it was just really interesting how we how we went about thinking that through what was yeah, that like? i mean we did i mean we never envisaged us to have three different versions but it was being able to have that affordability as you said and mm. you know our concept was to be able to get this out to everyone and if we if that meant delaying the release of the book and making sure that it was the afford affordable for everyone mm. and that's what we did mm. um you know the, the these books are to to support everyone that could use that format so the ebook yes it's cheaper and it's easier to carry you can read it on the go um it's it's and it's in color mm. uh, which it's when we saw the um ebook for the first time it was like wow this is amazing and yeah. feelings just can't even i think essentially once once it's fully published i think there'll be a little bit of happy tears coming out <laughs> when it's like oh my god it's done yeah. um but yeah the the having three options was the black and white yes it's cheaper but from a professional's perspective it's easier to probably read and mm. to be able to showcase if they wanted to have this as a copy for them mm. to refer to as references um pictures aren't always necessary for say a professional's perspective on a on that's how i think to be honest but for a person who has never read anything about mental health doesn't know what what it could be what it what it entails what it, an individual can experience mm -hmm. the pictures really bring that out mm -hmm. and i'm so thankful to dina at the payforindian.com um she's just been so supportive and what she was able to put together in such a short space of time with very brief um description of what i was looking for she brought out the what she brought out the disorders in its true form right got you um and you can just i personally definitely resonated with each picture mm -hmm. and i could see what it was doing Mm -hmm. um and that's what was important about these pictures was someone to be able to just look at that picture and say i've experienced that mm, that's me so yeah yeah i think what was what really hit home for me what really resonated uh when sort of um seeing the images for the first time i remember when you sent the photos over to me there's a there's so much discourse about um what representation means and how representation matters and mm. i think seeing it 
like that for the first time really really brought it home for me because i was like yeah actually representation does matter like it's 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 interesting to see someone with a like with the start on so like you would see that in an image and you'd be like right okay that represents me you know mm. um and it was yeah it was it was nice to see it was really 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 nice to see to be honest and yeah as as you said Dina did an amazing job yeah absolutely amazing job so um please go check her work out it's really really good work um she's on etsy yes you can find all her stuff on etsy as well she she does some really really wonderful work and so um it'd be nice to support her in that way if you can if anyone if anyone's interested in, in the things that she has um please go and buy please go and have a look you know um but it, but was, it was so good for her to be able to do create images for us that showcased men and women yeah there's there's such um a stigma around men not being able to showcase or you know express their feelings and express what they're going through mm. and it was just so um surreal to as you said see that representation because the amount of conversations we've had through seek forgiveness and other organizations or you know um you know counselors or professionals or individuals who have lived experience who have shared their journeys mm -hmm. you can really see how some of these pictures can depict what what that individual felt at that time mm -hmm. the emotions mm -hmm. and the feelings and the, as you said the representation has made all the difference in this book to bring out a live the conditions that people go through and i really hope that people would um be able to see that it's not just a book it's not a novel or a fiction where it's going to have everything perfectly written mm -hmm. this is a fact-based book mm -hmm. which is giving you the basic understanding of the mental health disorders that are out there mm -hmm. so people can understand what OCD is, mm -hmm. what, as you said, bi bipolar affective disorder is, <laughs> um, yeah, but, yeah. PTSD. A lot of people within the South Asian community have experienced PTSD yeah. to an extreme level, yeah, but absolutely. they just never talk about it. Yep. And being a you know, young, I say young. <laughs> you are young, you're still young. Yeah. <laughs> South Asian women seeing the things that I've read through this research and putting this book together mm -hmm. you can actually see the people that you've come into communication with who have experienced each disorder or a, a segment of the, the symptoms or the treatments that are available that could have helped them yeah. um, and them not being able to have that voice Mm. or that understanding for someone to say okay how can i help you mm -hmm. um so i really hope that hope people would buy this book to support another yeah. and to understand that actually there's far too many that we have lost because we haven't had that conversation yeah um and we need to be able to protect the lives around us as much as we can yeah yeah because there's already enough in the world that's going to impact life, as you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
that's I mean that brings up something interesting, which is I mean why why wasn't it a novel? Why why what was the interest in in having it as an like a? It's not strictly and like an academic text, but what was the interest in having it as a factual like book? Was it was it purely just that you wanted to be able to um, sort of translate? what was going on for people and so for people to be able to see that um or was it was there something else about it i think it was more of the the fact of you know we we we've been brought up with families who have strived for us to have that professional and academic career mm-hmm. and it's always been be the accountant the doctor the dentist everything that they've expected us to be mm-hmm. Um, but we never use the resources that we have for free. Yeah. You know, these resources are for free. Mm -hmm. We could have used them a long time ago Mm -hmm. and had them translated. Mm -hmm. We could have started these conversations a long time ago. Yeah. But we never did. Mm -hmm. You know, we we, we live in a country where the NHS is available. Mm -hmm. And some some countries in some countries a lot of countries don't have that yeah that's true um and they don't have the advices that we have we don't have that support that we have mm-hmm. and that's why it was more factual it was providing that support of these are the standard information that's already out in the world yeah it's not made up it's mm-hmm. real it's mm-hmm. clinical it's mm-hmm. scientifically proven that everything that's in this book, the treatments, the, the symptoms, the experiences, the, um, the support, everything is available for us. We just have to take that one step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why don't we? Mm-hmm. Because we've never had that conversation. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. One of, I mean, one of the biggest frustrations that I've had, uh, again, Going back to what I was talking about earlier, working in a community that has uh, like a big South Asian populace, is the uh, the information was not made readily available, and it never has been. And I think so. To take this step was quite was quite an interesting one, and I understand now, coming to the back end of it, why it's been so difficult. Because it is difficult. It was hard. Like this is. Um, this project has been two and a half years in the making. I don't think people know this, right? But like, because it's only been plugged for like four or five months or whatever. But uh, within the group, within everybody who was working at SF at the time, um, like for for this, just for this project, just for this book project, this has been going on for two years, yeah. two and a half years. You know, from the idea of conception to completion, um, and there's been a lot of work and a lot of sort of. Uh, hair pulling out moments and and all that kind of stuff that comes <laughs> with it because just the idea of getting something like getting something factually written in the first place and then getting it translated and then making sure everything's correct then getting it into a book format it, it's taken such a long time and you don't realize like the the time that has has gone into i never anticipated mm. to have spent I cannot tell you the hours, the days, the months, yeah. the 
2 a.m., 3 a.m., proofreading of <laughs> whether something was highlighted or not highlighted or yeah, in yeah. bold or if a full stop was missing. Yeah, um, yeah. But the, the amount of support that we've had from volunteers, from people who wanted to support the idea, just proofreading, seeing if things were okay, um, has been immense. And we're so grateful for every single person that has put even a little bit of time into this. Yeah. But yeah, it was never anticipated for it to be this long or even this hard. I've never done anything like this in my entire life. And it was never a dream. It was never a goal. Um, it just happened naturally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think now it's seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. And I think when I physically received the first copy, um, it was a strange feeling. Yeah. And every feeling has been different when we have, when I've received a, a proof copy, mm. that it's one step closer to it being available for people. Mm -hmm. This book was never anything for myself. It was always for helping someone else. Yeah, yeah. Always to help that one person. If this book could open a conversation for someone who was really struggling to pick up the phone and say, I need to see my GP mm. or get their phone out or their laptop on and Google CBT mm. or talking therapies. Mm. That's a massive thing mm. because we are lucky that we can self refer with CBT. Yeah. Um, and there is a lot of supports with what's available especially now for us around mm. mental health mm. but knowing that this book could do that for somebody is just like cuddles my heart in in the most warmest way in the sense of it's such an emotional feeling to think that actually as much as this has helped me to learn and grow um it's going to help somebody somewhere mm. if not in the UK maybe somewhere in the world and yeah. I just hope that this is what that's this is what this book will do. Yeah. So there is a big acknowledgement at the beginning where like uh, where it is talked about that this is predominantly a book for people in the UK, but the actual um, there is um, there is this thing about this because it can because it can be bought anywhere uh, anyone can buy it as an ebook or you can have it shipped if you want a physical copy um but because anyone anyone in the world can use it anybody in the diaspora can use it it's yeah it's it was just like it blew my mind like um when i saw the statistics for the podcast and how many countries that we are being downloaded in mm. and how many you know how many like i'm talking mexico peru uh you've got uganda you've got um belgium netherlands um i'm just going off the top of my head from what i can remember we had map. italy usa canada yeah all over like australia new zealand um the philippines i think if i'm correct like there were just to have those podcasts downloaded all across the world like that um was it was eye-opening for me because, I mean, the project is it was predominantly for the UK, 
that's what the that's what the main sort of uh, remit of the work is, and it's it's where SF is based. Um, but just to be able to go right, okay, the information is actually transnational, so mm-hmm. it can go anywhere. The information is there for that purpose. It's there to help out people, and just to know that there might be people in, for example, I know there's a there's a big um, sick population in uh, Surrey in in uh, Surrey, BC in canada so just to know that maybe it could help someone there mm. it's just mm. mind-blowing it's just absolutely fascinating like an, but there's I'm just such really a huge like, wow huge populations on six in australia and in canada yeah. and you know there's and that was that was one of the things as as we were doing the book i think you knew this as well as we were doing this book so many things were coming up that we needed to add yeah um so first it was having the 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 english um um information available then it was translating it then it was having the pictures then it was like okay what supports are available making sure that we can actually advise people to seek support with charities that are available for for individuals um but then realizing actually this could reach a global um audience who would they go to how would they get that support and having that those those elements of international supports in there was an eye opener to find it was quite difficult to try and find supports in in many countries that could help yeah, yeah. um and even though we have we do have quite a few international supports in there um we have i have come across some other ones as well which do have punjabi translation punjabi supports and i think what we have to remember is that if you are struggling with a another language and you you have your mother tongue is is punjabi or mm. urdu mm. or tamil um you can request for that support with your charity um even if you recommend um suggest it to your gp or your medical professional that you see that you don't speak that language can you speak to somebody who does yeah they will be able to find that support for you yes the time might take a little bit longer um and if you have family members to help you translate that's available but charities and organizations are doing as much as they can with providing that language barrier support mm this book was to try and see what we could do and yeah. what our remit was to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is so much more that we could have done. Yes, absolutely. But if we continue doing any more, the book would never get published. Um, but it's a learning it's a learning process. I think we've both learned a lot of things during this yeah absolutely i mean the, the amount of the amount of times of revisions that came up and we were like we could just keep doing this forever like and not actually publish anything like never get it to print never get it to uh never get it to the stage where it will be in someone's hand you know mm-hmm. um so and i think with all of us as a whole team we were sort of it got to that point where we were like maybe we just need to go with it now because i think especially with something like with something like this um it's as soon as it's published it's out of date and that's yeah. the thing where, where you've said oh right there's uh there's like i've come across more charities now that will provide punjabi support mm. great but if we had known about that when it had gone to when we'd gone to writing it 
then yeah. it would have already been in there. So, mm. and, it, and it's just it's just one of those things now. So, obviously, uh, collection and collation of more and more information and more and more support services is wonderful. And I know that they're going to get signposted on on the ESF website. So, uh, moving forward. So once that's like once that's up and running, obviously those additional support services will always be signposted as and when they when you come across them or when they when when they're put up. So that's not a major issue in terms of um, in terms of like obviously this has gone to print now and so immediately it's out of date as soon as it's gone to print. But that's fine. It's okay because the main purpose of the book was around translation, conversation, um, immediate sort of signposting and support. And we were going to kind of go from there, but it was, I remember like when we started looking at um, finding international support services and, and there was just like a lack of support services internationally. Mm. And we did, we did the best we could with the time that we had, but we know that it, there's always more and there's always more to do. Um, and even when I floated the idea of, okay, well maybe we'll do a second edition at some point, we'll revise it at some point and do a second edition and the look on your face when I said that, <laughs> <laughs> you were like, no, no, we're not, we're not going to do yeah, a second maybe edition. maybe like three years time or something when I've rested from this one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, Caught so, up on all this sleep. <laughs> so maybe there will be a second revision, a second version somewhere, you know, um, but that you know, we'll, we'll see how well this one does first. Um I mean, again, like, you know, as you mentioned, like, anything, everything that we probably put in here, to an extent, yes, is out of date. But there isn't anything like this out there that I've come across. Mm. And at the moment, we're a community who needs to learn the basic understanding of what mental health is. Yeah. And that's what stage we're at. Yeah. yeah we yeah. need to be able to not only learn about mental health, but acknowledge that it's already within us. Mm. It's not something that we develop. Mm. It's a conversation that we need to have. Yeah. Um, and if we learn about it now as, you know, young adults or parents who had children or having children or, um, you know, developing into a new, a new path, if we learn this now, one will be better at coping with it if we do come across anything ourselves. Mm. But, we're all more open to situations and conversations that we could have with siblings and with families and yeah. children of our own. Yeah, yeah. And the, the saddening thing is, is one of the things I experienced with having um, this organization and, you know, being able to go out to universities and go to Zabs across the UK was, what I experienced as a young, a young girl, a young sick girl, um, whether in school or at work, mm. girls and women um, were still experiencing it at that age. Yeah. And even young boys are experiencing what men experienced in their time. Um, and that's what's worrying is actually as a generation or as a human race we haven't really excelled that much mm. into acknowledging each other as human beings mm. um uh so yeah it was it was to try and we need to be able to learn about just the basics yeah um 
and this is what this book is to do to begin with. It's that first stepping stone. Yes, it would be fabulous to have more editions and more supports and more ideas on what we want to do. And yeah. anybody who knows me would be like, Sandy just thinks of things just like that and it's it's happening all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, I'm always open to seeing how we can help someone else because that's, for me, there isn't a price for a life. Yeah, yeah. So regardless of what this book may cost, like I said, if that could help that one person, mm. this book is nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely nothing compared to um, someone feeling isolated to seeking support. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my, that's what my ethos has always been. And that's what our ethos at, at SF has always been is we want to help one person, not just one person, but that's where we would begin. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that one it, person would make such a difference to his their world yeah. and to the world of them around them. Yeah, yeah. Um it gives so yeah. you one person, doesn't it? So like yeah. if you can if you can help one person then it's worthwhile. But like uh obviously the aim is to help more than one person, but to help at least one person mm. makes it absolutely mm. worthwhile. So what are the plans for the future in terms of SF books? Oh, we have loads. We have a couple of ideas, don't we? Yeah, we have a fair few ideas. I mean, as I said, this is a very big learning curve. Uh Um, And we will finesse and condense um, our plans and what we want to do with book publishing going forward. Yeah. There is definitely more ideas on what we want to do around mental health um, for the Sangat for ethnic communities, um, representation, and developing things that will support all generations. Yeah. Because even from that, like I said, what I mentioned earlier before, even from that first event that I did where we met at Graves in Gordara, I was having conversation with the older generation who were asking about how they could understand what mental health is. Yeah. And for me, that's one of the things that is just ingrained in me Uh because we always say the older generation is really stubborn or tough to break or to have that conversation with. Yeah. But to hear conversations and individuals come forward to us and say, I want to learn, mm-hmm. what do I need to do? Yeah. Is there stuff out there that I can have this conversation with? Um, it's so humbling to see. Yeah. And th- those are those those golden nuggets of one person. That one person is going to take the information from SF, go home, have the conversation with their partner, yeah. have that conversation with their grandchildren or with their yeah. daughters and their, yeah. their sons and their kids and that's the ripple effect. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's what we're looking for. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. And it is just about hopefully going forward, being having having a stronger network for our next generation as well. Wonderful. So, what are the books priced at? The books are priced at the color copy is twenty five pounds ninety nine. Mm-hmm. 
Um, this is excluding delivery um, from Amazon. Um, the ebook is available at four ninety nine, and the black and white copy in paperback is available at twelve ninety nine. Wonderful. We would hope that people go for the digital copy. We really want people to go for the digital copy because obviously uh, the world that we live in, um, we want to cut down costs on printing. And obviously it's the cheapest version for a reason. We're, we're really pushing that with everybody. So if we can get the digital version, um, but by all means, if you want a physical copy, they're both there for you. Um, but yeah, um, Sandy, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. And I'm looking forward to all of the things that we're going to do together for SF going forward. Yeah. I mean, it's not just me. I mean, there's a big shout out to everybody that sort of have been involved in this. I mean, you've got the you've got like a list of people. Shout out everybody because they you know, they all deserve it. They all deserve credit. They have. Oh, my God. Like, I really hope that every single person, once this book is published, every single person will get this beautiful picture of all all the people who have helped me and I know for a fact that some of the individuals that are in this book that I have I have mentioned and I do apologize so do please forgive me if I've forgotten to add your name in there but I hold a special place for you in my heart because I would have done this without you and um yeah, you just mean so much to me, have made this vision come alive with your support, your time, any calls you've taken from me or emails, anything like that, you have been a blessing. Um, but very few people who are in this book don't even know that they're in the book yet. Um, ah, okay. So, and, all right, okay. Yeah, all right. so there's there's people in here that I haven't even mentioned. And I think there's one person who who, who I only recently told it was ready to go out. Mm. And they were just like, oh, I didn't know I was in the book. Oh, so you're keeping it as a surprise? Yes. Oh, I see. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Fine. Because no problem. I have, I mean, like we said, we've been, we've been doing this for two, nearly two and a half years now. Yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of people involved in this project. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the amount of time that some of these individuals that I could think of at the top of my head who were involved and put their time into sitting down with me, reading through countless of pages and... Mm. Um, meeting them and spending days and hours trying to figure out is the right way to do, does this make sense? Um, it's, it's invaluable their time, invaluable what they've, they've volunteered their time to do this as well mm. is, is just priceless. There is no words that would ever justify how much their time means to just SF in general and mm. the team who who have been a part of SF have just done a fantastic job with with all the stuff that they do with the workshops, with the podcasts, with the the meetings. They dedicate so much time mm. to put things together out there for the community. It's mm. it's just immense. I'm so grateful for like each and every one of them. And it's so sad that it's COVID because I could so do with a group hug right now. <laughs> but yeah, okay. I think it's one everybody of the listening. Everybody listening needs to send out like a virtual hug to Sandy. Yeah. So she needs <laughs> yeah. it. She does need it. You know, we, we, I think we all, you know, everyone on our side of the team sort of really, really sort of um, are so appreciative of the, of the platform and the, and the platform that you've given everybody that's been involved in every project that SF have done. 
because it's all about helping other people, you know. And it is like for everybody, it's their vibe. So we, you know, we just do it. We don't even think about it. We don't even think twice about it. It's just, yeah, whatever you want, we'll do, you know, yeah. within reason, obviously. Sometimes there's scheduling conflicts, but like, but like, uh, we, you know, we will, we will sort of jump for whatever you want us to do. And, you know, and it was really nice that you were able to help springboard certain projects as well, because um, people were like, they came to you and they were like, well, I've got stuff that I want to do, but I don't know how to do it. Mm. And partially like your, your, one of your biggest strengths is being able to pl- uh, to um, network with people and to be able to get other people to different points in, in their journeys. Like, so to help create different parts of the project going forward, it's just been phenomenal. So, you know, this is all for everybody else. So yeah. Thank you, Sandy. Thank you. We shall, uh, we shall catch up with you soon. This has been a special SF podcast. Um, please go check the book out. It's, they're all available on Amazon. All versions are available on Amazon. Um, please purchase um yeah and, and we hope we hope it really helps thank you everyone one final thing before oh. we say is every all profits that are made from this book are filtered straight back into sf um for us to be able to do more projects um give back to the community um so Every single purchase, every single profit, every penny, cent, um, every other currency and pence that comes in there goes straight back into um, SF Project, straight back into giving back to you, our listeners, our followers, people who believe in SF and need support. We are here for you and we really hope that everything that is Every person that buys this will be helping someone out there. So yeah. thank you. Um, yeah. Yes, it's just as it's available on Amazon. So enjoy, and I yeah. hope it helps and gives you some peace in seeking support. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to donate to Seek Forgiveness, you can donate at ko-fi.com for three pounds. Please do share the link and donate if you can all funds raised go back towards significant projects.